0: Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised.
2: G'day guys, welcome back to behind the scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are having an interesting day. Our guest today, Kathy Long, actually got into a car accident. I was really excited to have her on. We're gonna have her on again in a couple of weeks once she recovers. Apparently, she, you know, as a world a five-time world kickboxing champion, a stunt woman, a performer and daredevil, as well as a bodyguard. Um, that doesn't make you immune to car accidents, but my money is on her, and I'll bet she kicked that other car's ass. Yeah, so well, our thoughts, and
3: prayers it go out ir- Would her. it be ironic if a strong woman like that got taken out by a Prius?
2: If if she got taken out by a Prius, I don't know if I'd feel shame or pride.
3: <laughs> I'd yeah. be proud
2: of the Prius, but you know this this woman is is a legend in. And the we hope we get she gets
3: better soon. Obviously, we I'm do. not trying to make She's, light of someone's injuries, yeah. but.
2: You know. Well, she's going, to be, she's going to be on the show the week after. Next Next week, we have Jeff Spinard who actually created Voice America, so I'm really excited for that. Today, we're going to be talking with Dr. Russ, and we're going to be talking about a subject I didn't want to tackle until the new year, but we are going to tackle it today because I now have Paul held hostage. We are going to be talking about the dark side of Hollywood, stalkers, sexual assault, and all of the icky, yucky, dirty business. That goes on or plain. what we like to call Tuesday. Yeah, or, or Tuesday, <clears throat> or Tuesday. So, for those of you that don't know, whether you are what is now called webcam famous, which is a thing, I'm telling you, Paul, I heard about it. It's a thing. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I know three people who do it.
3: very well on their webcams.
2: Okay, we'll see. There, there's webcam famous. There's regular famous. Then you look at position people like Kim Kardashian, who we we all know. I'm not a big fan of. Um, but you know, she was recently held at gunpoint with people breaking in. Um, I was sexually assaulted by a stalker about six or eight months ago and I'm still in counseling over it. So, I mean, yeah, it was, it it was awesome. (laughs) Um, and I've had to have uh, stories. I have stories on places like Litterotica that people wrote about me, a place called All Me. I've, like, had wait, to wait, write wait, these wait, porn wait, sites. Wait,
4: wait,
2: wait, wait, yeah, I didn't know about this place. Alexis What's introduced the name me. of this place? Literotica.
3: Oh, I thought you said something completely different. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Moving Litterotica. on. It's called
2: Litterotica. They write erotic stories about you. And mm. I had a yeah, guy... Yeah, fan
3: fiction. I got a few of yeah. that for my... Uh, by porn career which is just really really weird but yes there are quite a few that, people out there who wanted to see Walter from the Big Lebowski get laid
2: yeah that's and that happens and you know it, it makes more sense with you with the with the porn background but I had a guy talk about taking a power drill to my head and screwing the hole hence the counseling <laughs> like that really
4: uh,
3: yeah I don't know if there's a thing for that
2: uh, I, I I'm, I hope there's not a thing for that I still have well, nightmares I've heard of it.
3: skull fucking uh, What is skull fucking? That's, well that's generally somebody Who, do, who doesn't have an eye okay. And you can pencil in the rest
2: I'm not sure how I feel about that
3: <laughs> I <laughs> don't I'm like yeah no <laughs> This isn't <laughs> a
2: thing <laughs> for you right?
3: <laughs> that's a Google I'll never take
2: That's a Google you'll never take Um by the way, other Google's I have learned not to take. I was trying to help my daughter find pictures of cats online. It was a mistake. What? Well, what, well, what when, did she in pussy, well when she typed in pussycat, when she typed in "pussy I had a lot of explaining to do. Oh yeah. Straight the lampshade. Yeah. Yes, you- it was. <laughs> it was traumatic, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, I didn't find out about the um, pornographic stories. Until I'm I'm going for a new job, um, I'm on the short list right now, and it looks like next year, by next uh, July, I will be the youngest studio head in Hollywood history. So I'm very excited by this. And because I'm yeah. on this short list, I found out that there are porno stories about me. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: I did, I, how, well, how did you deal with yours? Because I nicely wrote the guys. <laughs> I was like, hey, do you mind taking this down? I'm trying to pretend to be a really serious person. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's
3: fine. You know, it's fine.
2: So you, well, you don't mind them being out there about you?
3: Well, you know, I mean, it's, it's... There's nothing you can really do. And it's not about me. It's about a play, a character that I play played uh it, it had me doing some really weird stuff in it but you know uh, well it's it's the internet you know at least I'm somewhat important enough to have that done to me
2: I suppose that's a good way of looking at it I was I was a little traumatized I didn't know this stuff existed and so I I, it was it was an eye opening experience all in one go, and yeah, I think, I think some I read of, One it
3: involved like a five count five uh, gallon bucket of peanut butter and a couple of circus midgets.
2: Oh wow, that that's yep, <laughs> that's something.
3: <laughs> the internet so, is a dark.
2: Really, I didn't know this. I didn't know people were writing these stories, and so I started looking into this. And I knew there was fan fiction, obviously. I mean, the entire entire Twilight franchise is fan fiction.
3: Mhm. Yeah. Uh, which one was? Oh no, no. Fifty Shades of Grey was the fan fiction
2: of Twilight. But Twilight, it turned out, was fan fiction of um, uh, Anne Rice's uh, series. Oh, well, that makes sense. And with the Anne Rice, thank you, Alexis. Interview with the Vampire series. So I, I'd like to point out we are now watching a movie that is fan fiction based on a movie that was fan fiction. Right. Baldwin this is just it's, its just getting depressing. We need some original content here, people. Um, I'm actually looking at doing a, a show about a UFC gym, so I'm looking forward to that. That's at least some original content, but. I can say stalking is getting more and more prevalent, I think, because of the internet. You know, in the 80s, you heard the occasional story about about the stalker, but I have, uh, hang on, Alexis, how many live restraining orders do I currently have? 48. No, 49 now. 49. Active restraining orders. And I'm not Angelina Jolie. (laughs) Like... So, can you imagine for somebody like that?
3: Uh, no, but, I mean, you can literally just type in Angelina Jolie fan uh, or fan fiction erotica, and it's a, it'd be very dark.
2: Now, why does fan fiction go to such a dark place?
3: Well, not all of it does go to a really dark place. Some of it does, because there are people out there who are cre- somewhat creative, uh, They're also a little bit scrambled in the head, I would say, you know?
2: In most of the stories about me, I die.
3: Oh, now it's getting weird. Okay,
2: yeah. (laughs) In in most of the stories I found about me, I die. and, um, And there's sex before and after death.
0: Yeah, in, but like uh, I said,
2: the, the power drill one was the one that got to me—drilling a hole in the middle of my forehead and then having sex with that hole. That was the one that got to me. I still have nightmares.
3: Well, maybe he just really respected your mind.
2: Oh, goody! Couldn't you yeah, like it, my ass just a little bit better?
3: Hmm.
2: I've never said that before. I've never said I wish a guy would, you know, like my ass better than my mind. Usually my response is I have a brain. Speak to me.
3: Mm, and they're like, prove it. Oh, so, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This this was this was a little dark. Well, I, I still like your peanut butter and midgets. <laughs> I do think fan I do think fan fiction is great. I think it's a great way for people to express themselves self and share ideas. I do. And I think there's a place for it. Um, but I'm concerned that the anonymity of the internet creates that darker environment. Because a lot of these people, when I started going for my new job, my new position that I'm really excited about and keep bragging about and interjecting into the conversation... Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody <laughs> notices at all. No, no one notices at all. Um, I, the ones that I wrote and I talked to were either, you know, kind of embarrassed and I told them it's not a big deal, it's fine, or were surprised that you could actually contact them and different things. The anonymity seems, I think, to make people loosen up a little bit.
3: Yeah, and there's this thing called, like, Internet balls, you know, where you... What is that? Well, you... Internet courage, you know, because I can say whatever I want to say because nobody will ever find me because it's just a username. You know, you look at some of the comments and the message boards on the you know, movie database under any actor, you know, first you're going to find a bunch of people trying to sell you how to make a, make a $1,000 a week at home, home for selling something, but then there's also the weird things about what people would like to do to those people with certain parts of their anatomy or something that you'd find in aisle three of a supermarket, you
2: know. No, and, and I get that. Um I just, I think, and, and you're right, I think hiding that, that anonymity and hiding behind that gives people, as you're calling it, internet balls. But I think we need to realize that the internet may not be real life, but it's still real life because you hear about stalkers tracking down celebrities. Um, my mistake when I was attacked uh, about six months ago was because I, my publicist had always told me. Tell people where you are. Tell people where you are. what have any you at? What are you doing? I've now learned to say where I am when I'm leaving, not when I show up. Because that yeah, was how I was texting. Nothing wrong with
3: sending in. a quick text to somebody that you care about before you get into a, a car or with somebody that you, maybe you don't know or go to some place that maybe you're not familiar with. Nothing wrong with that.
2: No, I I, I agree with that. I'm just saying it's. Um, I wouldn't get into cars with people you don't know. I'm just saying at live events, at red carpets, at premieres, at parties, um, at clubs, everyone's on social media. Everyone's putting things up on Instagram. They're putting it up on Facebook. They're They're doing all of this, and that's how I got tracked down.
3: Well, yeah, what is it, uh, Foursquare or something? You you let people know where they are. I remember on Facebook, I was getting updates of where this one particular girl that's in my friends list, uh, I was getting updates of how far along she was on a particular highway she was going on. I'm like, why do I know this information?
2: Yeah, tell her to stop that, because I can attest that. Oh, I did.
3: I did. I mean, I'm like, why do I know that you're passing the 101 right now?
2: Well, even things like uh, I tagged in at the location I was at, and I'm not going to say the place because they're one of my sponsors and I love them, but I tagged in there on Facebook and and clicked, I'm here. And so when my post went out and, you know, it's going out to thousands and thousands and thousands of people um, that I don't know, some that I do know and some that are awesome and some that are kind of assholes, but it's going out and saying, hey, this is where I am. This is what I'm doing. Here's a snap. So it's, it's very, very interesting. It's gotten the world closer together and it's created some um, internet megastars and internet mini-stars, but it's also, I think, put people in danger in a way that we haven't really looked at before. Right now, we have to go to break. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Dr. Russ. After we talk to Dr. Russ, we're going to be talking a little bit more about the Hollywood Horror Show. Um, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. We're going to be talking about the dirt behind the scenes in Hollywood. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with Paul Michael Boland. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back.
1: Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com
0: Why do some people seemingly make the same mistakes when it comes to love and relationships? What is the best way to find love? Make a visit each week to Destination Love. Host Shelly Pumphrey will bring what you need to know to find love. No, it's not about the next fad, dating site tips, scoring the first date, or looking your best. Rather, it's empowerment, knowing that your authentic self works best and the science behind finding love. Destination Love is live Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on Voice America Variety.
1: If you are seeking more confidence, it is time to feel good naked. That's the name of the radio show hosted by Laura Redmond. Each week, Laura and her guest experts are here to help you be you. In order to be truly successful and happy, you need self-confidence, self-love, and self-respect. Feel Good Naked Radio will teach you how to embrace these qualities and make your life more fulfilling and meaningful. Listen live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be proud of who you really are from the inside out.
0: Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
1: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
2: G'day guys, welcome back to Behind the Scenes, I'm your host, Summer Halle, we are on with Paul Michael Boland, we're about to get on with Dr. Ross, I just want to give a quick shout out to Scott Haskin, thank you for that beautiful music, I really do love the epic intro, Mm -hmm. and I'd love to welcome Dr. Ross to the show, so we have some questions, hi, so we have a whole bunch of questions for you, Um, and one thing that was definitive across the board is everybody screwed up over Thanksgiving. (laughs) <laughs> we got a lot of write ins with I screwed up.
5: Well, you might ask how to get back on track now. Uh, incidentally, you didn't do too badly. I have heard uh, that you actually lost a pound, so uh, that's actually very good, considering we just got through the holidays. But uh, in general, we all need to just take a deep breath. Okay, the holidays are over. Don't obsess on your weight. Uh, try to be positive, and as they say, dream technical or dreams. Uh, but perhaps some changes are uh, due. And uh, I would say that, uh, being that the leftovers are gone by now from from the Thanksgiving meal. Uh, you can start eating healthy again and change your eating habits back to healthier foods. Now, I'm not talking about organic foods. They're very costly. But rather the types of foods that uh, are more in their raw state, their native state. Uh, And that that means foods that are free of sugar or starch. And uh, I think that's um, the place to start. Um, You might introduce some changes, such as uh, food journaling. Um, You have the book, The Palm Springs Diet. There's a uh, place to journal in the book.
2: I do. I do have to give a quick shout-out to uh, a gentleman, Morris, in L.A. He got a copy of the book last week on the show, and wrote in and has started journaling and started using it. So thank you very much, Dr. Russ. We've started doing that. He answered the question right last week.
5: Excellent. Well, uh, when you do journal, you uh, avoid um, the uh, what's called food amnesia. You, you're, you're not losing weight, and you say to yourself, well, I haven't... Uh, I haven't eaten anything fattening, and then lo and behold, you look back in your journal and you see, well, I had donuts one day, uh, and uh, so on, but uh, that's why journaling is good.
2: You've read Alexis' journal, then? (laughs) She (laughs) had four donuts yesterday.
5: Well, another thing is if you put the effort into doing it, you don't want to waste your time, so uh, it, it commits you to that activity, and it's really a very effective tool for to weight loss, uh, another thing I might mention is uh, self hypnosis and that 's a confusing man? term for a lot of people but uh, let 's say you get home at night and uh, that 's when you ordinarily would start to snack and uh, keep snacking until everything 's gone, basically uh, kind of a out of control, sort of an eating well, if you can imagine in your mind's eye getting home and not doing that behavior when the time comes around for you uh to get home from work, you'll have already lived through the experience of not eating, and that's what we refer to as self hypnosis and it works uh quite well for some people and has applications not just for eating, but for other uh, addictive sorts of behaviors.
2: Uh, so visualizing yourself in a place that you're not continuing the same negative behaviors?
5: Yes, correct. And uh, so it'll be easier
2: Is because there a sp- you'll have already
5: lived through it in your mind.
2: And that makes sense, so you're not dealing with it twice, It's you're already through it is um do you have any advice on how to do that for people, or is it just literally sitting there and thinking your way through it
5: well uh, you, you have to identify the uh occasions uh that where you normally would um overeat or over uh indulge in fattening foods uh and that usually is a time and a place uh you know we all have different uh triggers for overeating and and then uh once you've identified that trigger, then you that that's the starting point where you imagine walking into that uh kitchen after work and uh not going immediately to the refrigerator, but rather maybe a fruit bowl or uh, some uh, healthier pattern. So, so the it's, next time,
2: okay. Sorry.
5: The next time you you find yourself in in reality in that situation, you'll have already lived through it, and uh, so it won't be quite as hard.
2: So it's the concept. Um, they say with physical fitness, it works the same way. If you can visualize yourself exercising, you're more prone to exercise. It's the same yeah. in this case. It's true. it's where the mind goes, the body follows. If you can get the strength of will in your own mind and walk yourself through this, you're not going to be sitting there going, gee, I wonder what's in there. You'll have chosen a different activity or a different thought pattern um, as opposed to chiclets.
5: Yes. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Or gummy bears.
2: Or gummy bears. Okay, yeah, that's my week. <laughs> or gummy bears. I'm, <laughs> I'm bad with the gummy bears. Very, very bad with the gummy bears, but that and that makes sense. So it's choosing. Um, do you think? Well, now I know this is random. I'm going to jump subject real quick. So, do you think uh, weight gain has as much to do with psychology as biology, or is it a product of the modern diet?
5: Well. Uh there are many causes for uh, weight gain, and uh, uh, there are like 120 genes that uh, program for weight gain. Uh, so there's definitely a genetic component. Uh, there are lots of uh, metabolic problems, such as overactive, thiro- underactive thyroid, rather uh, polycystic ovarian disease that lead to weight gain. And then there are um, uh, things uh, like uh, uh, eating disorders. Uh, the, the, uh, the most common eating disorder is binge eating, uh, which can be equated to uh, food addiction. And that is really? kind of a compulsive, uh, difficult, out-of-control eating pattern. So uh, really, uh, it's not a one-size-fits-all as far as um, causes for being overweight, but uh, I, I think that uh, what applies to everyone is, is, is eating healthfully, eating in a healthy manner. That, that really benefits everyone, no matter what the cause.
2: And, so, and it's true. And so with additional diseases as well, eating healthy... Um, helps out with them as well. What about if you want to lose weight quickly? I know I've gotten a lot of write-ins for how do we, how do, we do this quick.
5: Uh, well, uh, if, that's, if that's your goal, I, I think uh, what I would recommend is uh, seeing a, a physician uh, to obtain uh, anorectic drugs such as phentermine uh, to jumpstart your weight loss and uh, that of course is combined with with healthy eating so uh, I don't really advocate starvation diets uh, ketogenic diets because of the you know the ill effects that that can occur but certainly um, uh, there are medications that are under supervision that are uh, for most patients and that's why you need to see a doctor to see if you're in a a category where you shouldn't be taking them, such as if you have a a thyroid problem. But uh, under supervision of a doctor, uh, anorectic drugs combined with healthy eating, I think, is really the best way to go.
2: So I'm I'm going to um, kind of answer this uh, for a couple of the people that wrote in. I think part of what Dr. Ross is saying as well is there isn't a magic th- a magic fix. You're going to have to do the work, but if you put your head there ahead of time, it's not as hard. It's not as hard to get yourself there. Um, what about vitamins? I've had a lot of write-ins, and that's been a common question from week to week. Do vitamins help you lose weight? Are they good for you? Are they bad for you? There's a big debate about um, whether or not vitamins are simply giving you very expensive urine or if they're doing an adequate job and helping you out. And this is one i got to say. I'm a vitamin junkie. I take a lot of vitamins. Um, and so when this was written in, when we had one of our writers write in about this, I was curious on it myself. Do you think vitamins help with weight loss um, and curb hunger because you you know, are getting all of your vitamins, you're not craving anything, or do you think vitamins just give you very expensive urine?
5: Well, uh, Summer, I hate to uh, contradict your uh, feelings on the subject, but I'm afraid uh, uh, that I I don't agree with uh, the need for vitamins for the average person. Uh, We we have ample evidence that... uh, The average American diet that uh, includes uh, McDonald's uh, or skipping meals uh, uh, contains uh, the recommended daily allowance of all of the vitamins. So
2: what I'm hearing is I'm spending, myself and many of my listeners are spending a lot of money we don't need to
5: Yes, uh, reward yourself, <laughs> spend your money in some other way, uh, a new uh, outfit or uh, the movies or the theater, and, uh, because you, you certainly don't need those vitamins.
2: And I, uh, I, I appreciate that. I, I now feel a little like a fool for spending as much as I have on them over the years, <laughs> but I suppose it does make sense, unless there's a deficiency.
5: Yeah there are some diseases uh malabsorption or chronic uh diarrhea uh where you need you do need to replenish your vitamins but uh, as i say the average person uh, uh doesn't need uh to supplement vitamins uh and if you eat a, a large variety of foods uh you're going to get a really uh good supply of uh every nutrient that you're going to need uh, if you eat the same thing day in day out uh, you 're not going to get as as much nutrition balanced nutrition as if you uh, were to have variety in your diet. Uh, they say the average person has about twenty foods that they uh, eat throughout their lives, and in reality there's like Two hundred different foods to, to choose from, so I think variety is uh, is important. If you're, you know, especially if you're very concerned about getting enough nutrients, you know, the proper uh, vitamins and minerals, the variety of food is a good way to go about it.
2: That's fantastic. Thank you very much, Dr. Russ. I'm going to throw away my vitamins because now I feel like I've spent a whole bunch of money that I didn't need uh-huh. to spend. Um, and well, I know you're doing with your so diet, great,
5: summer. On your efforts, I, I, don't want to take the wind out of your sails. Uh, just you know what? I'd,
2: I'd rather, I'd rather listen to a doctor that knows what he's talking about than the guy at GNC that told me I need vitamins. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take okay. your opinion here. I think that's probably a better idea. Um, guys, right, well, if you want to feel something... Check out The Palm Springs Diet. It is fantastic. You can find it on Amazon. And if you write in this week, tell me why you don't need vitamins. Um, you can win a copy of The Palm Springs Diet, courtesy of Dr. Russ. Thank you so much, Dr. Russ.
5: Yes, yeah, so if I may add, it's, it's uh, authorhouse.com is, I think, uh, also a, a source for the book. Uh, authorhouse.com. The publisher. AuthorHouse.com
2: well, go, on, go on over to AuthorHouse.com Check out the Palm Springs Diet It is fantastic It will give you all the vitamins and nutrients you need and you don't need to make an ass of yourself and spend a bunch of money at GNC like I did
5: Well, so keep up the good work and we'll talk to you uh, next week
2: Well, fantastic Dr. Russ, we look forward to having you on the show again next week and I'll have some more questions from our listeners Thank you very, very much for joining us
5: My pleasure
2: And guys, check out the Palm Springs Diet, it is fantastic. I'm Summer Helene, we were on with the fabulous Dr. Ross, and Paul Michael Bolan will be right back after this.
1: Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Where are you getting your advice on buying, selling, or maintaining your most important asset? Your home. Is it from a reality show on cable TV? A comparison website? Or are you just flying by the seat of your pants and gut instinct? Stop now before you make another move you with Arvind Vora, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. are listening to behind the scenes with host summer helene to connect with the show today please call 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to bts at summer now let's go back behind the scenes g'day guys welcome back to behind the scenes i'm
2: your host summer helene and we are looking at a whole lot of different things today, but one of the biggest things we're focusing on health is today is health, mental health, emotional health, and, and physical safety, which is something that I don't think a lot of people pay attention to in the entertainment industry. Um, it's, it's, it's an industry where you have a lot of risk. You're going out to weird places to meet people you've never met before. To audition for jobs. So there's a lot of trust that you're putting in there. I think I I remember being invited one time to audition in a guy's car. So I think you need to be, people need to be really safe with how they're doing that. And one of the things we were discussing were crazy ass stalkers. Now, Paul said he had a stalker, his was uh, more personal though than professional.
3: Yeah, it didn't lead from a professionality. It just be careful who you rent a room to. So,
2: <laughs> well, I think that's something that a lot of people don't think about. Is you know, it's it's easy in the entertainment industry to go, uh, well, you know, people have stalkers. You look at Brooke Shields; that poor woman's had stalkers since she was a child.
3: Yeah, and she was in some movies where she was underage, and uh, she had some roles that basically just freaks will just come right out. And,
2: and, and, and that's where I've found a lot of um, my creepers came from were the days before executiveness. They came from the Victoria's Secret era and the uh, horror movie era. And yeah, that I, that. Think, <laughs> I think that breeds it. I think the sexualization of violence in media has really kind of created a bit of this.
3: Well it's kind of what, what we do, you know and, oh, yeah, and now with sex everybody and can take a bathroom selfie, and everybody shouldn't be taking bathroom selfies uh, but you know we're letting maybe maybe it's it, it's a certain balance how far do you let your fans into your own personal life? you know where Kim Kardashian has turned around and made a an entire empire out of that
2: of letting people in. Well, I think it happens in multiple ways. I, um, Alexis came to me because she had a virus on her computer, and I happened to be really good with software, believe it or not. So she came over, and I looked at her computer, and someone had tapped into the camera on her computer. Alexis, are you still on the line? I am. Had tapped into her computer and uh, had been recording her. Just and she takes the computer in the bathroom. It's in the room when she's getting dressed. I mean, she's on that thing all the time, and they'd been recording her. And she actually managed to get herself a couple of little creepers out of it. Now, how'd you
4: find out? How'd you find out? We thought there was a defect at the computer because the light was constantly on, Mm -hmm. the recording light. Hmm.
2: So she gave it to me. I went to look at her defect, and lo and behold, it wasn't a defect.
3: I thought there was a very telling picture of Mark Zuckerberg not too long ago. You know, the inventor of Facebook,
2: mm-hmm.
3: sitting in his office with his laptop open, but he had a sticker over his webcam.
2: Now that is very telling. When the yeah. guy from Facebook doesn't trust what's going out there, what do you think? Do you think we've let people in too far?
3: I think so. You know. But, I mean, there's always a balance because some people have made careers out of doing just
4: that.
2: If you're choosing to let someone in that far, I think that's fine. Um, That's your choice. I -hmm. think when it goes to a, when you take it somewhere else, it becomes a problem.
4: Well,
3: yeah, you know, but again, it's, this is a breeding ground for perverts.
2: Are you talking about Hollywood or the internet?
3: Boom.
0: (laughs) Fair
2: enough.
3: Because now every pervert with a laptop can uh, find you.
2: I know they have. You don't even need a laptop. You can have a phone. It's true. Phones are doing it now too. I know Alexis, um, my assistant, we, we ended up having somebody after I was assaulted, came and stayed at my house. I didn't go anywhere alone for... How long, Lex? About three
4: months.
2: Yeah, it, it, it got really bad and it got really scary. And this guy that, that was doing this, and this isn't something I um, particularly want to share, but for people wanting to get into this industry, this is something that once upon a time you might have had to deal with, but I think in today's day and age, you do have to deal with, and I think that's the difference. Um he was taking photos while he was doing this which does make someone very easy to prosecute but it it's also really terrifying to have somebody taking photographs of assaulting you while they're assaulting you <sighs> And so I think it really begs the question um I know you know this is really personal and I'm not exactly, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly little miss-sharer. I don't like people in my business as much as um, most people in my industry. My, you really my, need my, to be
3: in control of exactly what you set out there, you know, and, and that's
2: Yeah.
3: You know.
2: And that's it. And unfortunately, I think we've gotten to a place in Hollywood where you can't be in control of what's out there. So it's learning to manage what's out there and learning to manage yourself because nobody's going to be an advocate for you and I think that was the hardest thing for me to learn is I went running and crying about this situation to anyone that would listen and the attitude at work was well you were a model well you used to be an actress well, this guy saw you at Comic Con. I, I spoke at the Palm Springs Comic Con and then had a guy write in from that con and write in and tell me that God said that we were supposed to be together. Ah. And he was going to teach me my place as a woman, um, which always goes real well with diehard feminist, just saying.
4: Oh, it's yeah, a really yeah, good
2: yeah. way to That's start a little hard, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great way to start off that conversation. Show me my place as a woman. I'm going to show you what I learned in kickboxing. Um, But it it really is, all joking aside, it really is terrifying. And I think that's something that isn't addressed anymore with people that want to get into this industry. Um, I don't think it's addressed from a real perspective.
4: I think what's terrifying is the fact that there's becoming a protocol of how to handle these situations because it happens so commonly that now the publicists have a step-by-step of how to handle each situation and they give you pointers on how to avoid it in the future but not actually be able to avoid it because what are you going to do, say that you're not going to be at an event that you're trying to do publicity for?
2: And that's true. You're putting out there that you're going to be at this event. And let's face it, even at the biggest event, security sucks because they're not worried about me. They're not worried about you. And they're not worried about the up-and-coming actors. They're worried about Brad Pitt. Yep. So part of the reason, the I found that the bigger the celebrity, the more publicized their stalker incidents are. But there is security. There are protocols. It's the B-grades and the um, people that are not the, the A-listers. It's people behind the cameras. I know Catherine Bigelow has stalkers. I know directors that have stalkers. Um, Kevin James has a stalker. Kevin Smith has stalkers. I mean, really, when you break it down, it's, it's, it's part of the Hollywood lifestyle, but a really terrifying part. And I don't think it's a part that's addressed.
4: Well, look at the Christina Grimmie.
2: Was that the girl the from girl the voice? In
4: Florida that, uh, the girl that, from the voice that was shot in Florida.
2: Yep. She wasn't an A-lister, so there isn't the same protection put in place for her because it's not considered as necessary. And that's that's what's happening now. The actors that are getting hurt are not they're not your A listers. Because your A listers do have protection. But everyone's accessible. And I think that's what worries okay. me and that's that's something that people need to know getting into this industry. That hey, you know, it's 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 not all wine and roses. There there are some really shitty parts. There are some great parts, there are some okay. amazing parts, there are some wonderful parts and there are some parts I wouldn't trade. But there are also some parts that are just yeah. downright difficult.
3: Just make you want to bathe.
2: Yes. And I think, you know, in, in my case, um, and so you guys know, the reason I'm using me as an example is I can talk a little bit about Alexis' stalker. I can mention, you know, Paul being stalked a little bit. But every person I know in Hollywood, has had a few stalkers and I'm not willing to out them. So this isn't a personal, this isn't personal opinion. I'm sharing my experience in the hopes that you guys never have to deal with this. But let's face it, if you're going into Hollywood, you will. Because what's expected now is for you to put your entire life on social media, your entire schedules on social media. And whatever you're doing, you can be found. You may not think you can be found, but you can be found. And that's something that is just a little bit terrifying. Because if you look, you know, and I know I have people um, that get on my Twitter and get on my Facebook and get on all of my social media accounts. And I put out there where I'm going to be. And they show up. And that's wonderful and I appreciate it more than I can say. Because out of a couple of bad eggs, there are some amazing people and I love seeing them. But I know Alexis is now more careful um, with putting out where we're going to be. You know, I don't do what I used to do, which is take a snapshot. Hi, I'm standing here at the club until I'm leaving. I'll say I'm going to the club, but not what time. Or I'm going to the event, but not what time. And not that time until... I'm ready to leave because I was, you know, I, um, damaged after the assault. I mean, I was so physically damaged and I'm very, very grateful I wasn't raped. I do need to put that out there. Um, he tried that and I was lucky, but a lot of girls are not that lucky. So there's a big part of me that feels a whole lot of guilt for that. But it absolutely terrified me to my very soul.
4: I think the ones that are the scariest is not the ones that, you know, show up and they know that you're going to be there. It's the ones that take pictures of you and send them to you that you didn't know were there in the beginning, even though you didn't announce where you were going.
2: Okay, those ones really are scary. I do have to give you that. Those, uh, yeah, <laughs> those, yeah I, I don't like when I get a picture of myself telling me I look beautiful. Um, again, it still doesn't bother me as much as the ones that say God said we were supposed to be together. It doesn't.
3: Yeah, when a, the, the, uh, when somebody thinks that there's a third party involved telling them to do something, and at least it wasn't the neighbor's dog's.
2: Me. That great <laughs> great. <laughs> I know. And and I can tell you and to the gent that said, you know, you're gonna teach me how to be a woman, I'm gonna teach you how great my right hook is. That's that's where I go with that. But I don't think I don't think it's a part of Hollywood that is going to get better. It has only gotten worse in the years since social media's boom. I mean, it's only gotten tragically worse since the social media boom, and I just, what's a polite way of saying I think that this is the new reality for Hollywood, and Hollywood's kind of fucked?
3: Well, we've been fucked for quite a while, say- so, you know.
2: I, <laughs> I know we have, but I, I think that this is sad that this is now the norm.
3: Yeah, just, uh, you know, any uh, any actor or actresses out there, you know, it's not a good idea to tell people where you're going, where you are, maybe where you've been, uh, if it's a new place. Uh, but, you know, if, if you're, like, establishing I'm here for my morning coffee at said coffee shop that, and I'm there every morning or something like that, establishing a pattern, pattern so people can, you know, use that pattern to find you.
2: That can be really dangerous. And (laughs) remember, you're not, you know, you're not an A-lister yet. I know you're working on it, and I'm sure you will be one day. But until you are, look after yourself. Because nobody else is going to be looking after you. They're going to be watching the bottom line. And unfortunately, you are worth. well, let's just face it. You're worth less than Brad Pitt, so they're going to put them, you know, their uh, security dollars into him. Well, so
3: it's for just about everybody in this town, so.
2: Yeah. And and that's, you know, and it's not meant to be offensive. I'm sure you are all wonderful, valuable people who are wonderful assets to society or some shit like that. No, um, in, in all <laughs> seriousness, all, all joking aside. Um, uh, <laughs> Hollywood is fucking tough, man. And this is the down and dirty side of it. But the truth is, we have about four minutes till we close. I'm going to tell you this. As tough as it is between the stalkers and the sexual harassment and all of the Hollywood drama, it is worth it. And there is no reason somebody else should be on that screen, somebody else should be on that stage, somebody else should be doing it And you're not. You get as far as you're willing to work. No actor that you see on that screen, no singer you see on that stage, no newscaster you see is better than you are. They just put in the work and were willing to take the risks. You are just as good, just as talented and just as capable. And the truth is, if they can do it, so can you. There is no fucking reason that you shouldn't be doing it. If you want to be an actor, do it. If you want to start a blog, do it. If you want to be a freaking chef, do it. Because you have one life to enjoy. You have one life and that's it. This is all you get, Buster. So put everything you have into it. And if your dream is to be a Hollywood rock star, do it. If your dream is to be Kevin Smith, do it. If your dream is to be Paul Michael Bolin and switch between film and porn and get to pretend to be the guy from Big Lebowski, do it. If your dream is to be an executive, do it. Because nobody is more capable than you. Nobody is more talented than you. They're just willing to put in the work. Looks do not matter. They matter in Hollywood, honey, I'm not lying, but they don't matter as much as you think because in the end, everyone's looks are going to fade. Bust your ass and you will get somewhere if you can handle the dangers and protect yourself, which has now become very important in this social media age. You can succeed. Social media is a brilliant tool that can, compa- that can catapult you to the heights of success, but it's also a risk. Learn to use it properly and responsibly. There are people out there that will do it. There are great publicists that can help you. There are so many people that can step in and help you do this right. But don't ever, ever make the excuse. And I had one person write in, and this is why I'm saying this, that said they couldn't do it because they didn't look this way. You know what? Rebel Wilson's one of my favorite comedians, and she's as big as a house. Roseanne Barr made it, and she was neither pretty, and she was heavy.
0: she, and just she ran for
2: president four years ago. And she ran for president. The reality is nobody should be doing this ahead of you. If you want to do this, get your butt out of this chair and do it. Use social media responsibly. Don't get raped. Is that a good wrap-up?
3: Don't yep. get raped?
2: Yeah, get I think raped. that's
3: pretty much universally <laughs>
4: <laughs> I think, I don't that's think there's a, another note to end on other than don't get raped.
2: Don't get raped. Hey, Those welcome to, to Hollywood.
4: Don't get raped.
2: Budget. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Hollywood. Don't get raped. Social media can do it. So can the exact No, I'm kidding. Um, no, Hollywood really is a great place. But there is no reason anyone else should be ahead of you in that line. You are just as capable. Bust your button. You can get somewhere. Check out Dr. Russ's book. It's called The Palm Springs Diet. It is a great book. Um, don't waste your money on vitamins like me because I really regret that now. Use social media responsibly and have a great day. I'm your friendly neighborhood bad guy, Summer Helene. On with Paul Michael Bolan, my assistant Alexis, always peeping in from the peanut gallery. I'm Summer Helene and this was Behind the Scenes. Good, Good night. Up.